This is Living the Breed with Fox News Chief Legal Correspondent Shannon Breed. All right, I have got some special guests on Living the Bream this week. I decided it was time that we need to hear from some millennials, and I happen to know a couple of awesome ones. So please welcome Julia and Liz. Great to have you ladies with me today. It's great to be here, Shannon. We're living the Bream. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, first of all, tell us just a little bit about yourselves, how old you are, you know, kind of where you went to school or what you studied that. Just a little basic. Um, my name is Julia Musto. I am 23 years old. I am Bill Hemmer and Martha McCallum's assistant, mm-hmm. and I went to school for journalism and English at NYU, but I'm actually from California, <gasps> um, but New York is really my home. I think that's where you get a little touch of the hippie spirit, the free spirit about you. Yeah, the yeah. California part. Definitely. Um my dad once tore down a chain link fence once, I guess. Wow. Well, I guess it's fighting, in my blood. Fighting for the people. All right. Yeah. I like that. All right. Liz, you're from the other coast. So, yes, I am from the East Coast. Um, so, I'm Liz. I'm 24 years old. Um, I went to Marist College. Mm-hmm. I study broadcast journalism. Um, fun fact, Bill O'Reilly went to Marist. So yes, he I did. I always like to point that out to people. Uh, right now, I'm John Scott's assistant, and uh, I'll be working for Fox & Friends starting next week for Steve Bryan and Ainsley and I don't really have much else to say about it. Can I just say these two are like the hardest working ladies in the news biz because I see you at your desks all hours of the morning or night. No matter when I'm here you guys are both here. I've caught Julia sleeping at her desk. (laughs) I mean people, first of all that gets me to one of my first questions I want to ask you about the stereotype that millennials are they expect everything right away, that they're lazy, that they'll bounce from job to job, that kind of thing. I mean you guys seem very dedicated. How does it make you feel Julia when people talk about millennials that way? Um, or do you I mean, think some of your some peers are like to that? that. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that my peers have been conditioned to to expect things in their lives um, that maybe they aren't taught to work hard. Um, maybe they just see things as, oh, I'm getting a job, I'm doing all these steps, um, and... There's no work in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, but there's only some truth to that because mm-hmm. I do know that my parents raised me to be a hard mm-hmm. worker and they taught me that not everything was going to come easily and that I was mm-hmm. not everyone was going to like me, that I was going to have criticism in my life. Um, and really, I, I think the way that you're raised shapes who mm-hmm. you are more than anything it's not it's not a a generational stereotype mm-hmm. that shapes you yeah and liz so. i mean you come from a background too very hard-working dad raising kids on his own <laughs> yes i i do my dad is amazing but going off of um you know what julia said i think as millennials we all have these expectations for ourselves and i know for me i'm very hard on myself when my expectations are not met um so i think we are a great generation but i think with social media and constantly comparing mm-hmm. each other to oh my friend has this new job i think mm-hmm. that's when we get hard on ourselves and that's i think when we kind of almost i don't know we you know we kind of lose hope 
Um, yeah, when you see other people on special vacations or with a baby or with a, some great, you know, boyfriend or what I mean, there is so much comparison just logging onto Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, it's all out there. Yeah, and I almost think that we try to set a timeline for ourselves. Like, I need to accomplish this at 25, this at 30. Um, and like I said before, when we don't, you know, we get really down. I mean, not all millennials are like this, but many millennials um, that I know uh, get really down on themselves. Mm-hmm. And Where do you guys like on a typical day? I mean, you guys are plugged into the news business because of what it, you do. But, you know, for us, it used to be watching the nightly news and getting a roundup of 30 minutes from somebody. And now there's news 24 hours a day. I mean, for you guys, where do you go to kind of get updates on things? I mean, I'm definitely nostalgic. I, I really loved watching uh anchors in the evening newscast with my parents growing up. Um, so maybe a more traditional fashioned in that sense, but I definitely go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. I go to Facebook, especially for news as it's breaking. Mm-hmm. If there's anything happening, say like a terrorist attack in Turkey, I have a friend there. Mm-hmm. So I would go check to see if she had updated her Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, but Really, Twitter Twitter's where you want to go. I do read the front page of the New York Times every morning, I, mm-hmm. but that's that's a yeah, NYU anybody, journalism requirement. Yeah, I mean, Liz, do people in your generation read papers uh, like that you can physically touch? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, when I was in college, we would have the uh, we had a hard copy of our school newspaper. No one touched it. Aww. So then they were all, it, we it's everything's digital. available online. I mean, yeah. I think that's where everything's going is digital. So Twitter yeah. is the way to go, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I love Twitter. Um, obviously, you have to follow the right news sources to get accurate information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Twitter is definitely where I go. Mm-hmm. All right. What about things like music, movies, TV? Does anybody sit in front of the TV anymore? Or is it Netflix and iTunes and oh, Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Netflix. Maybe a little HBO Go, some Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, Julia and I are both, well, I'm moving into the city. Julia lives in the city. No one wants to pay for cable. I know that sounds so yeah. bad. No, no but, but I mean, you know, no one wants to pay for cable. It's a different way of consuming what you're taking in, whether it's news or, you know, TV or whatever. And, and we Netflix. do get those highlight reels online. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, Netflix and I mean Apple TV I have Apple TV it's awesome I mean it has everything Mm -hmm. and so you guys don't you your generation gets to avoid commercials in a way that we didn't use to I mean you have this whole commercial break which you could go get your bowl of ice cream or go to the bathroom or do whatever you're going to do now I can't stand to watch a show I have everything on DVR um, or Netflix or whatever, and I just don't want to see any commercials. I mean, that's not going to be good for advertisers. I'm on season five of Shameless, and I think it's only been like, what, five days? Are you doing a binge? Yeah. You're doing a binge. Hmm. Well, I mean, listen, it's a good way to get it quickly, and everything is, everybody's crunched for time, so maybe these outlets are a different way that you can get to exactly what you want when you want. Well, instant gratification. That's Mm -hmm. our generation. We want everything right now when we want it. So, I mean, that goes with television and friendships and things that we want in life. (laughs) Well, let me ask you about relationships and friendships, too, because I have done this, but for you guys, it's probably the norm that you make friends digitally sometimes. I mean, I've met friends on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, and some of them I've never met in real life, but we have these ongoing conversations and these, you know, what about for you guys, though? I worry that that some people don't make the investment in, in true face-to-face friendships because it's so easy to have somebody there virtually for you. I agree. You want to go first? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's nice to have that connection, especially when you're maybe alone, away from your family. Mm-hmm. Um 
that's that's really why the internet is great because there are so many people on different kinds of social media platforms that you can interact with but i i mean i've i've learned that real friendships true friendships are ones that you make face to face and that's just how it's going to be i don't think that's changed at all Hmm. see i think dating is more um online i think that's like what our generation does i mean i do you worry about getting catfished i love that show i mean (laughs) that's why you have to insta stalk shannon (laughs) that's true but i worry that it used to be you know when you would meet somebody for us when i was in college or in high school whatever there was no way to get background on people other than talking to their friends oh well you got the credentials if you're talking to someone there's no mystery there's no such thing as a blind date you meet somebody and you truly can know everything about them well like for example i mean i know we're talking about friend, friendships but with dating we have like Bumble, Hinge, Tinder mm-hmm. you know the league I think I'm missing a bunch of others but you match with somebody you yeah. can just stalk them on Instagram mm-hmm. while they're to there. make sure they're real <laughs> to make sure they're real yeah. so you don't yeah. put yourself in that situation right because obviously I think Julia, I, Julia and I can both say that we're afraid of getting catfished. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but I would totally watch your episode on because I love that show. It's so addictive and they always show it in marathons. It's never just one episode. So if you get sucked in and they make it end at weird times, not like it doesn't end at seven, it ends at like 7.03. So now you're sucked into the next episode for the you next hour because it. you. I know you. Just, I mean, um, but it seems like a real issue. I mean, I would hate to be out there dating now. I've been married forever. I would just hate it because how do you know? Like, of course, you're only going to post good pictures of yourself on those websites. How do you know people are who they say they are and how they look? I mean, have you guys gone on dates through that and you show up and you meet a stranger and it's sort of like hi? Uh, yeah. Not a stranger, just not who they are in their pictures. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, they must have put really great photos on their <laughs> I <DIY>. would. <laughs> I'd be like, good lighting, a little but face I, You know what? I always try to give people a chance. If they have a good personality and yeah. they like to hear me talk, because I could talk forever, hey. We like that about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's some intrigue in, you know, not knowing who I the know. person is. and learning about them slowly that way even if it, if you do have a little bit of background info it, it gives you that kind of cushion that maybe you wouldn't right. have if you were meeting face to face just awkward silences yeah but yeah. i will say with dating apps and our generation and you know you kind of brought up your husband and you've been married for a very long time with the dating apps, it's like, okay, if this one doesn't work out, I'll just go on Bumble or Hinge and right. I'll get another one. Do you so ever get like, matched with the same people on different apps? Uh, you, I think you can. Well, New York is pretty big. Yeah. So yeah. I, you may not have overlap. But I, I just think that you always, I mean, this is... Complaining. But is that a bad thing, too, that you always have another option? You can just keep swiping. It's horrible. Why can't things... <laughs> that's the only thing I hate about the millennial dating generation. Why can't people just... Well, okay, let me ask you this, too. Do guys or women ask people out. I mean, it used to be that you'd have to say, like, hey, Friday night, let's go to a movie, or can I take you to dinner? I mean, do people even ask like that anymore? Is there any formality? You ask to hang. You ask to maybe go to a bar and watch a game. Okay. I mean, there are, there are, like, activities, but it's never, like, what you'd think of a date uh, It makes was. me sad. Yeah. I, I want you guys to have I've had, dates. I've had... I've been asked out on dates, but I just kind of set expectations, like... I'm like, this is what you need to do. The only time I've really had anybody ever come to my door, he came He came and met my aunt and my little cousin. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was... One time? And opened the door. I'm so old-fashioned. Yeah. 
I mean, I like him to show up, make an effort. Well, you know? yeah, and pick you up and all. I that. didn't even have to tell him to get out of the car. He got out of the car, so it was very like I set expectations. Right. I, I you know, or sta- not expectations. I set standards. Are you guys okay with a guy opening the door for you, or is that insulting to your oh, femininity? No, I'm okay with that. You better open the door for me. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's nice, but. I'm biased. I open the door for people all the time. I do, too. I think it's just polite. And I will say in New York, I find that people do have generally good manners. Like, they'll hold the elevator for you. Guys will open the door for you. I like that. There seems to be good, you know, generally good manners here in New York. We're good people. You're good yeah. people. East Coasters. We're good. I like it. Okay, we so. You get a bad rep. So with the dating thing, who pays? How does that work out? If you're saying just come hang, like what? How does that work? I'm oh, I'm expecting you to pay. <laughs> you know, I am not. I I don't. You know what? To be honest, I only bring. I mean, this is not in all cases, but I'll bring like twenty dollars on me just in case. But for emergency, emergency mm-hmm. cash. Yeah, but I'd never bring it. If you need card. to get away, no. <laughs> no, Lizzie, and I, I need a cab. <laughs> yeah, Lizzie and I have differed on this. Okay. Um, because I think it's I've, – I've always offered to pay half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just the way that Do you guys ever I take thought. you up on it? Uh, yes, actually. Oh, oh see, that's what Liz has <laughs> offered. This is where I get you, know what, you know what? It's not the best feeling, but, like, I I get where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, because everybody – if you, you guys are in your 20s, early 20s. Everybody's struggling to make ends meet, and right. it's not like, you know, people are millionaires and can just take everybody out. So you feel yeah. like it's better to say, like, hey, I'll meet you halfway. Right, or at least offer just the gesture itself, right? Is. And then, but secretly hoping they say no. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a millionaire yet. But I mean, I think there. after the third or fourth date, maybe I would be like, "Hey, we could split," or mm-hmm. I, I'll buy you drinks, or I'll buy you something, ice cream. You like, know, we'll share this. Yeah, yeah. But I think in the beginning, you want a guy to at least invest in you a little bit, yeah, to show that mm-hmm. he's at least interested in you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking to date, obviously, if you're not, then I don't. You know, if you're just having a good time, yeah, that's yeah. one thing. But if you're you might, you're looking around for something a little bit more serious. Maybe moving toward exclusive. By the way, how do you figure out when it's exclusive? Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> nobody what is wants exclusivity to have a anymore. Especially in New York, you got eight million people here. I know, but like you just dating that person and them just dating you. Mm. Does that even happen anymore? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in Idaho. <laughs> oh, I'm sad for New York. Uh, well, <laughs> do you guys believe in love? I mean, do you do you hold out for that and believe like that is coming at some point? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Definitely. Okay, I have hope for you then. Oh, thank it's you. Good. You're not giving up on that completely. Um, so, do you feel like guys are respectful of you? Do you? How do you think this conversation about women's rights and and feminism and that kind of thing has influenced the way your generation sees relationships? There are some guys who I feel like are have really internalized that kind of dialogue that maybe wouldn't have thought about feminism or equal rights or equal like the wage gap before Mm -hmm. um and do kind of take that into consideration and there are others who really don't (laughs) (laughs) but Um, do you do you feel like it's all positive is there some negative is there some positive with um redefining roles a little bit i mean liz you sound like you are the kind of person who you would like a traditional courting or dating relationship, like a guy really kind of trying to woo you, make an effort and come after you. But I feel like a lot of younger guys feel a little intimidated by women. And they'll oh, say yeah, to me definitely. like, oh my gosh, I don't I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to stick my neck out. Like the old fashioned going after a girl thing scares them. Yeah. I mean, I agree with Julia, but then there's also the side of me that thinks men, some men, not all men, some men just, you know, would rather be ahead of a woman. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So I do think there's always, I mean, in my situations I've been in, there's a power struggle sometimes mm-hmm. where it's like. Because you're an ambitious, career-oriented yeah. person. And I do have a strong personality, so that might scare people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do sometimes feel like there's a power struggle. Okay. Well, Honestly, th- I think I think the relationship that's the best is where you're equal partners. Yeah. Um, you know what? You're you're both ambitious. You're both striving towards mm-hmm. whatever future you want. Your partner, who you love, should be able to respect you. And with any good relationship, as my parents have taught me, comes compromise. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, so true. Not that I'm the fir- first most authority on great Well, listen, I'm going to be getting but... resumes and calls from guys who want to meet you, too, especially when I put your pictures out there. Call they're me. like, these <laughs> ladies sound high quality, and they're on the right track. They're hardworking. They're educated. They're beautiful. So you guys got a lot going for you. Julia and Liz, great to have the millennials on with us today. We have much more to discuss, so you can come back again soon. But thanks for joining me today on Live in the Bream. This has been Live in the Bream on Fox News Radio.